This is CliffCentral.com. The South African government, despite all the things that people say about them, good and bad, are trying to encourage taxpayers to invest in local companies. In return, they receive a 100% tax deduction to the value of their investment. The investor, in return, receives a Section 12J tax certificate and venture capital shares. The invested amount can be deducted from the investor's taxable income in the year that the investment is made. Now, who in their right mind wouldn't be interested in that, at least from the point of view that you can get back some of your own money instead of having to pay it over in tax, and at the same time, you can invest in some companies that may see some very, very nice growth. So whether you're interested in setting up, looking for someone to finance or administer your venture capital company, I discovered this company called Growvest. Uh, found them on the Internet. They could be your innovative Section 12J partner, specialist, corporate advisor, whatever you'd like, you can talk to them. As they continue to pioneer the Section 12J landscape, we've teamed up with them to give you some monthly advice, which we think will help you understand Section 12J. So to find out more, we've got the CEO, no less, of Grovest, Jeff Miller in. He's here to talk to us about this this morning. How are you, Jeff? Morning, Gareth. How are you? Good. So first of all, um, did I get all that right? Because it's uh, a lot of people uh, are nervous about this terminology. You talk about 12J and the Income Tax Act and all this stuff. Is that more or less correct? Yeah, you got it spot on. I mean, the 12J was set up by government in July 2009. Mm-hmm. That's now nearly 10 years ago. Uh, where it was set up this initiative where they'd give a tax incentive to investors to stimulate, you know, smaller SME type businesses right. and stimulate job creation. And 10 years down the track, here we are. And, uh, it's become an asset class that has grown. It's become, it's into its own, uh, has about six and a half billion rand under management currently wow. growing, doubling each year. So it's, it's really been on the up and up in terms of people joining in and and seeing the benefits of this. Yeah, it started slowly, but mm-hmm. there were a whole lot of changes to an immature piece of legislation that started 10 years ago. And, uh, and over time, it's developed into its own asset class and has got a big following from high net worth individuals who have identified this as, if we inverted commas, a no-brainer mm-hmm. uh, in order to, as an investment class, because there's a risk-adjusted return, you get a full tax benefit and uh, and you're getting regular uh, returns uh, which is mitigated by the risk of getting your tax back now that's amazing to me it seems like it's a it's a no-brainer but how many people were there at the beginning and and why do you think it took so long for people to start taking advantage of the of this section 12j so just to give you some idea in terms of numbers uh, it, 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 the legislation was, as I said, was in July 2009. Mm-hmm. By uh, February 2014, there was uh, there was no activity in this class. Really, uh, from 2014 to today, to say Feb 2019, there are now in excess of 165 Section 12J companies, uh, each having a specific mandate or strategy, which is an offer for investors to actually take advantage of. And and each year, as the number of uh, Section 12J companies have come to market, more and more investors have become much more confident and comfortable with the asset class. It's not a scam that, yeah, uh, right. that SARS actually… Sometimes it just takes a while for people to get used to something. Yeah, 
job. And then SARS is actually giving the benefit. You know, yeah, people were a bit skeptical not, in the beginning. Yeah, you can't believe it seems almost too good to be true. I've heard a lot of, of, of people I know and trust who really understand this stuff talking about 12J for about the last four or five years. So that fits in with what you've just told me. But what do you think the buzz is now? Now, I, I, so I think really it's become, a, a, like I said, it's a class of its own. Uh, people are allocating somewhere between 5 and 10% of their portfolio into alternative assets. Uh, this Section 12J is certainly part of the alternative asset class. Mm-hmm. I think uh, with where the Randys and the whole, whole, let's say, phenomenon of people considering taking the money offshore, getting the tax break um, – on Section 12J gives you a risk-adjusted return. And, in fact, if you, you know, you, people are weighing up, uh, if you take your money offshore, the RAND or, or investing in a Section 12J uh, type company, your RAND would need to get to 27 RAND to the dollar to or be a, to equate. So it's an 80% buffer. So, uh, so and you'd lose, you'd lose money if you took it overseas, whereas if you went into this, you could probably make money. Well, you, like I said, in order to break square, the RAND right. would need to get to 27 to 1. No one wants that to happen. The, no, certainly not. <laughs> but I'm saying that is the, the risk uh, that is priced into the yeah. Section 12J investment. All right. Let's just talk quickly about why we see a frenzy of investors investing suddenly in Section 12J investments, especially in February of every year. Why does that happen? So February is the, the you know, on the 28th of February, you need to obviously fill out, that's the end of the tax year okay. for individuals and trusts, a lot of companies. But uh, you need to, that's, you know, that's when you, you come to account for your revenue or your income for the for the financial year or the tax year. And so this why, so why that's when the 28th of February is D-Day, so when most people then invest in Section 12, in other words, that's when they can get the deduction against their taxable income, and they wouldn't have had to have left or, or invested into the asset class prior to that. So they're getting kept their money on a call account prior to that, and they invest just before the tax year end date. That makes a lot of sense. Then it reduces your overall tax liability. Right? Yeah. So how Section 12J works is whatever you invest into a Section 12J company, uh, you, the full amount is deducted from your taxable income in the year in which investment was made. That's terrific. So if you do get to February, this is a good way of reducing that that tax. Absolutely. So if you are paying tax at the marginal rate at 45% and you invested 100 rand or 1,000 rand into a Section 12J, you deduct the full 1,000 rand against your taxable income, effectively getting a 450 rand tax benefit, which effectively is a cash flow event because you do not have to pay that 450 rand over to SARS. But there's there's more to it because obviously the government wouldn't do this just to create a loophole. They need the tax money. The reason they want to do this is they want to stimulate investment in small businesses. Yeah, absolutely right. I, I don't think, listen, there is a timing issue in terms of loss of tax revenue to the fiscus. Mm. Uh, but in the long term, what you are doing is you're creating a whole lot of new tax-paying enterprises right. that are very, very compliant because they're registered with FSCA, registered as SARS. Yeah. Have, uh, they, they're generally public unlisted companies, have boards, subscribe to King4. So they and they're very compliant. They land up paying dividends tax. They land up paying company tax. They land up paying VAT. So all these. So in the short term, while the tax benefit is passed on to individuals, these entities, in their own right, over a long time, are become substantial taxpayers to to Treasury. 
Um, so I think uh, one mustn't. I know while Treasury is currently short of cash and looking for, uh, you know, looking for uh, quick money, and hence in the latest table. I put a cap uh, or suggested cap on investment of two and a half million rand per individual per taxpayer. Yeah. We have been lobbying uh, Treasury and, and government to increase that cap. And funny enough, today uh, in Parliament, we will hear the results of our lobbying. Oh, wow. Uh, so we so are today's, hoping. Today's a good day. Yeah, we are hoping that the two and a half cap will be increased, which we're quite positive it will be. Okay. Well, that's very good news. I think any. Any individual taxpayer wants to obviously save themselves from the tax burden in whichever way they can, but they also want to be invested in companies that might deliver a great return. So tell me quickly, what are the different types of Section 12J investments that there are? So Section 12J, they had various of the 160-odd companies at different mandates. So it started off that there were general mandates where companies invested into a whole lot of different type of assets, and those could have been short-term or small like trading businesses. It could have been into hospitality assets, could be into solar uh, businesses, it could have been into rental of assets, but what actually happened over time is that individuals wanted to choose a specific strategy uh, rather than a general strategy so right. what you found, there's a number of hospitality type businesses, you find that there's solar energy has alternative that's a, energy that's interesting because that's obviously an area which is growing nicely Yeah, very and much so, so everyone is sustainability and it's environmentally and eco-friendly and people are interested because it's also something which is totally renewable, right? so that's every Everyone wants to go green, and actually, with the price of solar kit coming down, the price of let's what we call brown energy, so the energy provided by Eskom versus the green energy provided by the sun, the the green energy has now become cheaper than mm. brown energy, and not also. I mean, Eskom hasn't done any favors for this particular, you know, for anyone else. Everyone no, wants you, to get off the. Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure they so this in itself has become a great, great alternative and option for investors because they want to get off the grid at a cheaper price and doing good for the environment. Sure. Now, what can you tell me about investments that generate semi-annual dividends? So generally, most of the uh, asset classes that are backed by an asset, such as a hospitality or the solar or the rental of assets, pay okay. semi-annual dividends. The tech-type businesses where you're looking for a much higher return, much mm -hmm. higher risk, generally don't pay dividends uh, because there they're looking to get a 10x type investment, but it takes a bit of time for that to happen. So where investors are looking for Dividends or regular cash flows, they should look to spec, you know, to invest in uh, assets or, or Section 12J companies that are backed by assets. Yeah, and of course, it depends on, on what stage of development that company is at, you know. Correct. So, uh, uh, most, uh, what's actually happened now in Section 12J is before it used to go into really seed and, and seed rounds and early stage assets, but today we're looking to put our money into growth assets. We are looking after third-party money, so therefore we have to be very, very careful. So, so you're we, not going in and investing blindly in a startup? No. Th those days are over. It did start like that, but today it's more growth capital uh, investments where we there is that we're much more comfortable with the regular there's, cash flow. There's still an appetite for some risk here because you, you're being rewarded with the tax anyway, so… You kind of it, it balances out, right? Yeah. So, like I say, there's many strategies. So, if you want to take risk, you can choose a riskier type asset oh, class, right. uh, so such as the tech. If I come to you, you guys will 
give me the options and you'll say, what do you feel you have an appetite for? Yeah, there's a basket of uh, different strategies and you as an investor has ability to choose which strategy and risk uh, mandate you would like to choose. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has been a fund that is uh, the Meta Capital Fund, which is a fund of funds, which actually spreads out the risk because you can, the investors gets into a portfolio of Section 12J companies right. and therefore there's different mandates and risk uh, let's say the strategies uh, for the investor, but compensated by the diversification. I got you. So in other words, not only are you getting this tax benefit, but you're also seeing potentially your money grow in the investments that you put together. Yeah. So the whole idea is oh. that you get a return. Typically in investment in a Section 12J, you're looking anything from about 16% uh, to 25% IRR that's on that's your – on your and that's on your risk capital. In this economy? Yeah, so I must say, and especially where the markets are currently very, very flat, uh, people are becoming very defensive, uh, you know, uh, taking defensive type strategies. I think the Section 12J, especially in this environment, is, is very, very attractive. So what are some of the do's and don'ts you would give someone who's interested? Well, anyone who's off the bat, because I come to you, I phone you and go, hey, Jeff, I need some help. Got this money, I want to invest it. I can see the tax benefit, but what are some of the do's and don'ts that I should be aware of? Well, I think you need to look at who is the management of the Section 12J. How long has that Section 12J been in operation? Mm -hmm. Who is behind the Section 12J? Does the strategy uh, match my risk profile? Is there a track record? And I think the, all these are things that you need to take into account because there are a couple of cowboys out there sure. and one needs to just be cognizant that you're investing in, uh, you know, a section 12J that is reputable, uh, is properly licensed and has, and, and the board of directors are, are, are credible. So you guys must spend a lot of your time at Grovest checking out these companies, reading their reports, speaking to the people who run them. Yeah, so we at Grovest, we, we are over by, over time, we have become an advisory type business. Yeah. So we have got nine funds of which we are a promoter, different strategies, and we manage approximately 40 odd uh, other Section 12 days as administrator. So we actually have a full, let's say, view mm. of what's happening in this, uh, Environment, uh, not to mention that we were the pioneers in Section 12J. So we have been right there from the start. We've been lobbying, at, you know, Treasury, government, uh, the fiscus for the various changes that have brought about uh, what has taken place into an asset class today. So we very much in the thick of things. Well, you you yourself were a pioneer here too, um, in South Africa, an active member of various subcommittees, Savka and Simodisa, and you've also focused your efforts on the South African venture capital industry for a long time. So that's interesting stuff. You know, just, uh, we've just set up a Section 12J Association, oh, yeah? which is uh, which I'm a director of, and that also brings more credibility to this asset class, and which has been very responsible for the lobbying of uh, increasing the cap that has been currently proposed, and hopefully we'll get the good news today. You're enjoying this? It's a fun, interesting place to be. I love it. For me, uh, you know, this, I love business. Business, not a, I don't go to work under protest. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, this is a challenge. Uh, it's very diversified across various businesses. I, I meet a lot of people. We're doing good. We're creating jobs. Um, and, and I love it. 
I love it too. All right, well, if you're serious about your money and you're serious about what you want to do with it, then you need to get hold of the guys at GrowVest. So speak to them. You can email them, info at growvest.co.za. You can also go to growvest.co.za and see on their website what's going on. If you'd like to get hold of them or know more, you can also get hold of us and we will put you through. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Gary. Very nice to talk to you. There we go. There's a quick um, and, and very... Uh, I think quite substantial overview, but certainly something that will get you interested, whet your appetite. Jeff Miller, the Chief Executive Officer of GrowVest, and we will be back with them in a short while to tell you more as we start to you know, get into the, the meat and the bones of the story around what Section 12J is and how you might want to get involved. This is CliffCentral.com.